Hello and welcome to the next installment of Optin NYC Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Police Officer Joe Galetta. I'm joined in studio this week with John Negron, remotely with Madison Moreno, and we have in studio Titus Thomas. Titus, what do you do? Uh, I'm a graphic artist and illustrator for the New for York the, City for Police the New York City Police Department. Did you always want to be an artist? Like, was there ever another dream or a goal, or just straight out the womb artistry? True story, I wanted to be an artist after I decided I couldn't be an astronaut. As a kid, I, I was really into astrology and, and, you know, solar systems and science. And uh, I was like, I, I'm going to go to the moon. Well, that never happened. So I, I you know, at the same time, I, I was like into art and comics and stuff like that. So... It was a happy alternative, absolutely. So how is it being an artist in NYC? We know you're not, or we hope you're not a starving artist, right? But uh, how'd you start out? How's it going now? No, I'm not a starving artist. Um, uh, but the the whole ideology of, of the starving artist and, you know, don't get into that profession because you're going to end up getting poor. But uh, I have a a cousin who's in the same field that I'm in, his motto was always, uh, poverty is a commodity I can no longer afford. So he always pushed, you know, when I would talk to him about this kind of stuff, he always pushed the, uh, the aspect of, you know, what to, you know, what to do with your money and stuff like that. So you don't have to live under that uh, starving artist like motto. Okay, I went sidetracked. What was the question again? <laughs> so what's it like being an artist in New York City? I feel like it, there's a lot of like highs and lows there. I mean, it's such a culturally vibrant city, but there's also so much more competition because of that. It is very, it's very competitive, but at the same time, you're in New York City and that just fits the mode of New York City because New, New York City to me is like one big canvas anyway. So all these vibrant colors, all these things going on, all these design aesthetics, architecture, interior design. Is it competitive? Yes. But at the same time, it's like you're so connected to the frequency of like the city. So you, you, it's, it's, it's great. I don't know if there's anything else I would want to do. So how did you? How did it come that you started working on um, a lot of the projects you did? Because looking at your resume, you have a really long resume, and it's a really like, it's a really impressive resume. And um, I know that we, you worked on uh, Dora the Explorer, uh, the Backyard Again is a personal favorite of mine. Um, how was that experience, and, and how was it that you you came across these opportunities? Let's backtrack a little bit. I was working at New York City Parks and Recreation, and we were doing a cartooning and illustration program out there which uh during that time the city had cut all the arts out of the out of the programs and in, in the board of ed so as a substitute new york city parks and rec create these programs these art programs which kids can come and um actually uh you know get some kind of artistic uh, you know teaching and stuff like that so based on that uh, someone called me and referred me to the Little Bill show at Nick Jr. Um, and they were they were looking for someone that was not only an artist but basically can deal with the educational aspects of like the show. 
So the shows like Little Bill, Bark- Backyard Against, Blue Clues, they always have a research department. And with that research department, they need people that can actually, you know, who are artists as well as, you know, have some kind of knowledge of like educational field. So I got the gig working at Nick Jr. on a Little Bill show, and that's where a lot of these other things actually came afterwards because those people that worked on that show, some of them went on to these other shows and was like, hey, I know an artist, I know an artist, that type of deal. So it's all about referral and those, those businesses, you know? So throughout your career, which sounds very long and you have a lot of experience, can you tell us some of the key points throughout your journey? My my stint at uh, Nick Jr., because that was the first uh, job that I ever had that, you know, was uh, working on children's animation, animation period. So it was that that was a key point. And during the time that I worked at a. Uh, I worked in children's animation. On the side, I took a job as a salesperson at a bookstore in Manhattan called Books of Wonder, all right? And the reason why I did that because I was very much into the illustrations and designs of children's books and like, you know, books in general. But this particular store had artists and writers come through and do book signings. So I took I took a gig like on, you know, not a gig, but more or less like a job on the side to just get to know the industry and stuff like that. Through that, I ended up meeting various writers and illustrators. Like I met J.K. Rawlings, you know, uh, she brought an owl, by the way. She brought at one of the signings, she brought an owl to, to the signing. Um, I met John Lithgow, um, Lane Smith, you know, all these these various people. And I knew that I wanted to get into children's books. That uh, ended up, uh, you know, putting a battery on my back and getting with uh, another writer. And we, uh, we actually did a book in like 2008 called Everybody Eats Lunch, which is a lunch uh, book for... I'd say K to three years, you know, three years old and uh, to third grade. And basically that book is about lunchtime all around the world. Another key point for me was working on a few documentaries um, that I got a chance to like creative, you know, creative direct. Another highlight for me, I got a chance to work at the NBA, you know, so you know, I, I like I love basketball. So getting able, you know, being able to actually work out there um, was in Secaucus. Actually, is in Secaucus, New Jersey. So I actually got a chance to work, you know, work there. Um, another highlight, and I know you might think I'm crazy, but it was was landing, you know, working here at you know in creative services because I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And to see what came out of it in the time that I've been here was is just amazing. You know, we produced and created some really great projects out of out of here. So you know, I feel like it's like one of those grassroots type of type of uh, situations. And out of like you know that kind of microcosm comes this you know these 
huge and just beautiful like projects and um, like options. <laughs> so, right with that, let's take a moment to pause and hear a word from our sponsors. And we're back. So, can you give us a little bit about how you got started working with the NYPD? As a you know, as an artist or as a designer, I've always worked in a freelance capacity. So, there, whatever uh, projects or companies I were working was working for, usually it was a two to three year span at the most, and. Um, you have some good times, you have some bad times, highs and lows, ebbs and flows. So what ended up happening with the NYPD was I have a friend that works for uh, NYPD and she was, you know, we were on the phone one afternoon and I was like, yeah, I'm trying to find my next gig and, you know, moving around, business is slow. And she was like, you know, send me your resume. I don't, I'm not going to say that it's going to work, but why not? And at the time, I was looking to kind of slow down and more or less, you know, look for something that was more constant. Um, and I was looking to just be in the print department. I was like, look, you, look, I just want something. You give me a piece of paper. I run it through the printer, whatever. We're good. I, I, didn't, I didn't want anything, you know. So the print department saw my resume is like, listen, we're not hiring, but there's a new unit upstairs and and one PP that that's opening up. Why don't you throw your resume, you know, why don't you throw his resume over to them? And uh, they passed my resume to the uh, art director and creative director and they were like, bring him in. We want to talk to him. And it just you know, we, we, I went in for the interview and it was like, they, besides working at NYPD, where they came from was kind of like the same environment I came from. So we had a lot in common, but the one thing that I was told, uh, you know, I, that I was told is that based on my resume that had, that I worked in city government, it really helped as opposed to just a designer coming in because you had to understand the whole city government structure. So that's what helped and that's how I got here, you know? And I was like, what? <laughs> and for anyone, you're a civilian. You're not a police officer. You didn't have to take a test. You didn't go through an academy. No, not at all. I, I, didn't, I didn't go through any of that. I am a civilian employee, um, very interesting uh, dynamic with, with the civilian employees here at NYPD because what you find once you're in the department, you find that there's so many different variables and so many different jobs that are, you know, here within the department that you normally, because, you know, as, as, you know, everyday, you know, Joe Blow, you're more or less looking like, oh, there's cop and that's it. But you're not looking at, okay, there are doctors and there's lawyers and there's 
you know, photographers and there's like, there's just a plethora of so many different positions that are civilian positions. And then when you start and when you pull back a little bit, you're more or less like, okay, in order for this whole machine to work, you have to have these people. You have to have these different sets of people working in this environment cohesively together with law enforcement to make the machine work. So, and there's a lot of things you don't know because you're more or less like outside of the department, but once you're in, you start to recognize and you're like, oh, okay, you know, how did I, how come I didn't think about this earlier, <laughs> you know? Can you elaborate on what you do with the NYPD? I'm in creative services. Uh, what we do is we do the PR, marketing, design for print media, social media, video within the NYPD. So what I do personally, I create assets and uh, stuff for social media. I'll do layouts for print media. I'll jump in and actually do filming for our video components. Anything that, you know, like I said, we are this grassroots type of environment. So, you know, even though my title might say, hey, I'm a graphic designer, I've also been known to hold the camera or hold the boom mic, you know, during some of the video uh, presentations or anything like that. So I do a little bit of everything. Can you talk about um, in depth some of the uh, processes of making graphics for the department? So first, you know, we, we treat them as your, your client. So if it's say, I don't know, chief of training or something like that, and they need some type of video component or a design component that needs to get out to the rest of, you know, either the the department, the rest of the department internally or externally has to go out to, the, you know, hypothetically has to go out to the news or, or what have you. Uh, they'll reach out to us. We'll have an impromptu meeting, whether right now because of COVID restrictions, we might have a Zoom meeting or a phone conference. They'll let us know exactly what they need. Um, and then they'll, it'll be farmed out to us, the graphic artists and such, and we'll make, you know, make comps or designs of it. And we'll do this whole back and forth thing until we all get it right. And then the project is executed and that's it. Do you have like a favorite project that you've worked on in the department? Uh, well, okay, I'm going to be, you know, biased. Of, of course, course, of options, course. Of course, options is one. No, I there's, there's three projects that I've worked on that I can actually sit back and say I've enjoyed the most. One is there is a there's an NCO uh, project I worked on which uh, we interviewed this officer who became a cop because of his love of comics, right? And through that project, I got a chance to do like the title cards and I title card is like the, you know, like the image that you use in front of your video and stuff like that. So what I ended up doing because of his love of comics, I ended up taking his image illustrated and I took one of the old Superman covers and recreated it from like 1930s 
which, you know, you have the Superman logo where it's like Superman. And I just made that, uh, I created that to say policeman. So I like doing those vintage type of like throwback, you know. And um, so I did that. Uh, but the great thing about that, uh, we went as far as to get the video shot within one of the comic companies in New York. So I reached out to the comic company uh, and I said, is, is there any way we could actually shoot in your facility? And they was like, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, <laughs> so because um, you you'll find despite certain aspects of certain things that might be going on, you know, with, say, you know, the department and, you know, the community, you'll be surprised how many people actually, you know, have such a very good rapport and relationship with the police department. But those aren't the stories that are being told. You know what I'm saying? So this is like one of those situations, like they didn't know me from a can of paint. And they were like, oh, definitely. You know? So we got that done. Uh, we ended up, that was one location. Then we shot over at Columbia University where they're in their library. Their library holds, uh, I think it's one, if not the only place, but it is one of the places that holds like a great magnitude of the world's graphic novels. So we got a chance to shoot over there. And um, that's one project. Second project I worked on that I'm, I'm very fond of. There is a officer who basically is a wrestler. And we got a chance to shoot his story. By day, he's, an, you know, he's a NYPD officer. And by night, he wrestles. Uh, this is all pre-COVID, but it's like he wrestles uh, with other officers. Um, they hold these events, and the money that they take in is given to the widows of, you know, fallen officers and stuff like that. So it's those heartfelt moments that I enjoy. But my last is, of course, it's the options program. You know, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to do a shameless plug. So this is the program that uh, I think it was about three years ago, right? That I was, you know, I was approached to actually, I was working on the build a block program. And then I ended up uh, getting pulled into the options program and to see where it was and where it's at now is you talk about like growth this is what it's about, you know, you know, I'm gonna do a, you know, I'm gonna do a Greg Roberts. Like, it's about giving back to the, you know, giving back to the kids, letting the kids, you know, you know, the kids own this, they own this. <laughs> so, but, uh, but the truth of the matter is he's right. I mean, this is one of those things where I feel I'm in the right place at the right time. All the kids that I, and, and I, and I hate calling you guys kids, but basically you guys are like, you know, I love working with you all because you, you're enthusiastic. You keep me young and um, you, you make me work harder. So, you know, you guys can do great things. I just want you to make sure you remember me when I'm in the old folks home. That's all. Definitely will do. Is there anything else that you want to throw in at the end? Is it over already? No. Oh, man, I was ready to talk about some stuff some more. But anyway, no. Um, 
thank you for inviting me. I, I uh, Coming here, I didn't know what I was going to say. I, I had no idea this is the first podcast I've actually been on. But um, I'm glad I did it. And I'm looking forward to, you know, OptNYC, you know, flourishing and doing great things as usual. You know, Us too. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. For anyone listening, make sure you subscribe and rate us as highly as you can, wherever you can rate your podcasts. For John, for Madison, for Titus, I am Police Officer Joe Galetta. Make sure you tune in next time.